Welcome, everybody. I'm just going to let this marinate for a second. God, you are so good. God, this is all for you. God, this is all for you. Without your presence, we're just up here making noise. We're just playing instruments. We're just, we're just, we're just up here, just acting a fool. But because, but we're acting a fool for you. This is all for you. This is all for your presence. This is all for your glory. This is all for your praise, Father. Yeah. So we thank you that you're here tonight. Yeah. So we pray that you would receive it as a sweet fragrance unto you, Father. Yeah. And we just thank you that all the noise, no matter what noises we all make, Father, that it comes from a spirit of truth, right? To worship from truth, spirit. So, God, we just thank you. Thank you for everybody that's here tonight. I pray that you'll bless you. Amen. So, good evening, everybody. Thank you for being here. Uh, in case you don't know me, uh, my name is Jordan Brzezinski. And together with my wife, we lead the family ministry, the family of five ministry. <laughs> our, our family, yeah. <laughs> it's full enough, I promise. Like, it's... <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so I have the privilege tonight of uh, introducing our guest speaker, and uh, there's no way of introducing our guest speaker tonight without talking about my testimony. It's impossible, because um, <clears throat> we are forever intertwined. We are forever intertwined. And uh, everything that's followed from my life, from the moment that I stepped into the Vineyard Church of Urbana in 20, November 12, 2014, has been forever changed. And uh, I had an interaction with this man. Uh, the whole, I ended up in church uh, super broken. I mean, it's a long story. We don't need to get into it because we'll be here all night. Um, and I sat at the very back row right, you know, right next to the exit. And the whole time I was in service, like maybe you guys have experienced this, like this guy is reading my mail. Uh, he knows exactly everything about me, how is this possible? Like, my heart's like beating out of my chest and I'm like, I can't wait to get out of here. But every Catholic bone in my body was like, I gotta wait till it's over. So, <laughs> when, he, when he lets me leave, like go in peace to love and serve the Lord. You know, like then, then you can go, then you can go. So just remember that from here. Um, so I stayed and I waited until the service was over and I stood up and um, when I stood up, this man, this man caught my eye and he looked right at me and I'm like, Great, now, well, now I'm stuck. Like, I can't leave because he's now acknowledged my existence, and now I can't just disappear like I was planning to do. So uh, he walked straight up to me, and he just asked me, well, first he asked me if, you know, if it was my, like, and how long I'd been coming there, and I, you know, mentioned, like, this is my first time, if you couldn't tell. Um, and he just, and then he just uh, asked me, like, were you, like, were you in the service? I was like, no, there's no way this guy can know who it is. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, what? And he's like, how are you? And that was it. I just, the floodgates opened, and now I'm just ugly crying in front of this person that I met, just weeping. But I hadn't cried in a really long time, in years actually. And um, then he you know, proceeded to pray for me and then invited me to church that evening. And uh, that evening when I came to church, I gave my life to Jesus, and I got connected to the person who would eventually be my small group leader. So I say that to say and encourage you that the Holy Spirit led me to church, but the Holy Spirit didn't have, had kept me in church. 
So don't diminish the hellos, the how are yous, the welcome to church. Thank you. We're so glad you're here. How are you doing? Is this your first time here? We love you. Can I pray for you right now? Any of all of those things. Because it may be, the Holy Spirit may have led somebody here, and an invitation may have led somebody here, but the Holy Spirit in you can keep them connected here. And it can change the trajectory of their lives and add to your, like, add to you and to your reward. And there's, because of my family, that family of five, there, there's a huge reward in heaven for this man. And so I just wanted to uh, present to some and introduce to others. Happy landing. I actually remember talking to you, but I didn't realize I'd impacted your life. So, uh, that's a great story. I talk to you, but some people say that I'll talk to a wall if I thought would talk back to me. I just talk to people. There's only three questions you have to say. Hi, my name is Happy. What's yours? How long have you been coming? Don't say this is your first time here, because they might have been there for ten times, and then you'll be done. Just say, how long have you been coming for a while? And then the third question is, you know, how'd you hear about us? Are you in a small group? Whatever, you can make up any questions. But those are three tough questions, all right? All right, well, thanks for inviting me. It's been a while since I've been here. We were talking, I think I came to the Holy Spirit night a few years ago. And uh, I want to start off, Joel, you made my night tonight. I remember Joel was a, he didn't have a beard. I didn't recognize him tonight. <laughs> I remember prophesying over you that you would have a great call as a worship leader. And then I thought, for a while it was kind of bumpy, I think. I don't quite remember. I lost track of it. It was sort of bumpy. But wow. I looked at what the Lord has done in you and I say, what a wonderful God we have. And uh, I'm proud of you. I think that the Holy Spirit's alive and well. And uh, may that lovely lady near you uh, enjoy you and keep you on a straight and narrow for many more years. With the help of the Holy Spirit. All right? But good job. I, I was so proud to see him up there tonight. Well, um, my assignment is to stir you up a little bit. So I'm going to start by asking a couple of questions. How many of you like to watch the Holy Spirit move? Okay, so we're in the right place. Now, when Di and I first saw it, uh, we're consummate boomers. I have a master's in business. My wife has a master's in education. My only goal was to... MBAs always want to be rich or president of a company. That's all I wanted to do. And then I met God. Yeah. I've been saved for a while, but I didn't know he did anything. I just, I was a deist. The deist means you believe God wound you up like an alarm clock. He'll come back and get you when you die. And in the meantime, you're on your own. You know, I was, I was a deist. I was, I was going to go to heaven, but suddenly I found out God was real. Yeah. I thought, he's using people to do his stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but something in me said, you got to go for it. And when I say go for it, you need to just get out of the way. Because you know, you're either coming along or getting run over. And we don't pick up the strays back in those days. You know, we just had a lot of roadkill. But um, when I saw God was using me. And it was that pearl that the Bible talks about that's worth giving everything up for. And so it's a long story and I don't want to get into it. But... How many of you are real excited about the level of Holy Spirit activity in your life? Amen. A lot fewer hands, right? Some of you have some good stuff happen. We, we, we see stuff happen. But I signed up, according to John 14, 12, to do the same and greater works. Yeah. And I'm 75 and I haven't seen it yet. So 
I don't know a hungrier couple in the world than my wife and I. My wife reads two books a week. I ask more questions than you can imagine. If I think you know anything more than me, I will drain you of it before I leave. Uh, I just, I'm determined to not go to heaven without the promises that God gave me. So I, I just keep pushing ahead, trying to see. So I assume you're here because you want to enjoy uh, the spirit, you want to worship Jesus, and you want to see if you can't uh, learn to do this stuff a little better. Yeah. And I do think it's a learned skill in a, in a certain sense. I realize the Lord can drop in and things can happen, but for the most part, um, I want to tell you what happened to me. I, I've been a vineyard pastor for a long time, but in 19, uh, or in 2011 and 2012, my life went to another change. The biggest change in my life before that was, and still to this day, is meeting the Holy Spirit in 1977. That, that transformed me. Um, those of you that know anything about the faith I grew up in, we won't name names, but um, we believe the Holy Spirit had been sealed in at our baptism. He was sealed so tight he never moved again. <laughs> suddenly realize he's alive and well. Well, that began to get me thinking. So if he's alive and well, and I need to see something happen. So I've always been searching through a guy named Todd White. I realized I didn't have a big enough gospel. I didn't realize how good God really was. You all know Todd White, who he is? Look him up on the internet. You can't imagine I would ever invite him to my church. I'm very conservative. Um, and this guy has dreadlocks and he's about this tall and it was weird and he he taught me a whole bunch of things I didn't know and I, I've developed a whole line on that that God is bigger, Jesus is bigger, better and more beautiful than you ever dreamed. Yeah. Most of us think God's about 10 foot tall. He's so big the universe fits inside him. Yeah. He's so small he fits inside you and me. Yes. This whole thing's better than we ever dreamed because it's already done. Yes. We're always trying to impress God how good we are, but He already did it. All we have to do is believe it and join it. Yeah. And it is more beautiful. It, we're going to talk about all through eternity. So what happened to me? Well, a whole bunch of things. We don't have time to get into it. But one thing that has really been gripping me, I want to take you to Revelation chapter 1, verses 5 and 6. I want to read you a verse. I want to see where you are in this. And I'm going back to the New King James Version. It says, And from Jesus, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, the ruler over the kings of the earth, to him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood and made us to be kings and priests to his God and Father, to him be the glory and dominion forever and ever. And you read that verse, oh, that's real nice. Jesus is king and all that. We sing about that. But it says, He made us to be kings and priests. Now, if I gave you a quiz, I bet you would score far higher on your priestly role than your kingly role. Come on, Adam. Anybody want to challenge that statement? Christians, we're so nice and loving and kind, and you're hurting all, we'll bandage up. Where are the kings among us? And there aren't just a few kings, we're supposed to be kings and priests. So I want to change your mindset a little bit tonight. So many of us are willing to sign up as priests, servants, helpful, but kings are the ones with power, dominion, authority, and presence. They rule, they reign. If I recall, Jesus Christ left us to finish his work. Is he the ruler? That's who we're to continue to be. So I want to talk to you about that because obviously the kingdom of God has come, and the kingdom of God doesn't mean that 
Jesus came so you could behave yourself or live a little better. You know, the average person on the street thinks Christianity is go to church, uh, stay married, be nice to your family, pay taxes, serve a little bit, give a little bit. I hope you do nice things like that. Uh, those are good things, but that isn't what Jesus came at all. He came to launch a brand new world on planet Earth, which came 2,000 years ago. It still exists, and we live in that time right now called the kingdom of God, or the time between the times, and we are to represent everything he did, and to just, whatever he did, we're to continue. What did he do? He shared the gospel. He healed the sick. He raised the dead. He cleansed the lepers. He cast out demons. Sounds like a pretty simple job description, doesn't it? And most people are afraid to try because, well, I don't have any power and authority. I can't do what he did. Wait, we just need to flip the script a little bit and say, what did Jesus call us to do? What has he asked us to do? What has he empowered us to do? And by the way, I'm not against asking for the presence of God, but did you know he, that's really a strange request due to the fact that he lives inside you. Did you ever stop to think about that? We're to be in union with him. When I'm in union with somebody, that's a tight, tight connection. Yeah. So again, we, I sing songs about the presence of God. I like the presence of God. But it is a, a little bit strange that we don't think of it all the time. He's here. He's in us. He's, in fact, what I'm talking about tonight, he wants to do more than you want to do. He doesn't like people to be hurting. He doesn't like to see things not happen like he is. So, you know, I, I said John 14, 12. It was the promise that got me to give up my millions to come into the ministry. He said, I could do the same works as him because he was going to the Father and we could ask what we wanted. Well, wait a minute, that's true. I think I'm going to sign up. I told God, I, I'd sign up for anything, but I'm not going to be a pastor. Well, look what happened. But that's, a, that's another story. And we'll get into that sometime. But it has, we have to start... I always tell our people there's two, only two questions in all life. Young people, listen to me. There's only two things you need to know. And it isn't what they tell you in school. You need to know who God is and who you are. Yeah. And the world will try to tell you who you are before they tell you who God is. So they don't know who God is, so they can't tell you who God is. But uh, These two questions actually come from Paul on the way to Damascus. Yeah. And he gets knocked down. And then there's three accounts. And you have to put them all together. But he basically gets knocked down and says, who in the world knocked me down? Or yeah. who, who, who's God? And then the second question, we'll talk about that one too, is who are you? And I, I venture to say, unless you know who God is, you don't have a clue who you are. Yeah. All right? So who is God? Well, we know he's almighty. We know he, at the cross, the death, burial, resurrection, um, sending the spirit, all that. That finished everything. There ain't more to do. You know, we keep thinking, what have I got to do for Christ? No. Jesus said, if you want to do my works, you believe on what I did. Fall in love with me, and I will lead you into greater works. But Jesus did an interesting thing. He brought the new covenant. What's a covenant? Covenant is, there's a bunch of covenants in the Bible, but the covenant we live under is called the new covenant and covenant simply means how God deals with people during a various period of time uh, the, the mosaic covenant or how he dealt with the Israelites the covenant. did you know you hear strange statements like we never know what God's going to do God does what he wants really he said in his covenant that he'll do this this and this he said in Psalm 103 I heal you yeah. I forgive you yeah. God bound himself to a covenant I read my Bible where it says, God is not a man that he should lie. If he made a covenant 
that I'm involved with, he's going to live up to it. Yeah. All right, so we have this God who's really, really on our side. He's going to take care of us. He's going to provide for us. He wants to, us to continue the good works he started. We finish what Jesus began. All right? So, having said that, let's talk about who we are. You have to see who you are. If you don't know who you are in Christ, you will struggle every day. You won't even come up to be, you may not even come for prayer, but you certainly won't come to pray for people. Probably, if you could use any word, but probably the greatest gift God could give you is to become his son or daughter, right? Yes. Let's call that adopted. So when he adopted you, what happened to you? Well, first of all, he accepted you as you are. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. We got bumps, warts. We, in our client moments, don't look quite as good as we try to put on up here. Mm. All right. We, we know that God took a pretty big risk to take Adam Waters. Yeah, amen. <laughs> Corey, I can see why Adam. <laughs> but seriously, we know we don't have a lot to offer. Okay, but we were accepted. We, we were brought into the family. We have the same DNA as Jesus Christ. I'm trying to raise your understanding so that when we ask people to get involved in prayer, you understand why I want you to have some confidence, some faith. I want your faith to rise. This thing is really, really good. You're called into the family business. You know, those of you who ever gone into business with your dad, you start doing just what your dad was doing, right? If he sold refrigerators, you sold refrigerators. If he repaired cars, you repaired cars if you're working for him. What was our father doing? He's spreading the news about the kingdom and he's making people well. He's bringing reconciliation everywhere he can. So again, accepted. Number two, we're affirmed. God is absolutely thrilled. I got a grandson who's, uh, it's Tate, who's 13 now. And I bring him home from football or basketball back then. I'll just sit down and say, you know Tate, I'm God's favorite. What do you want me to pray for you about? And he looks at me and he says, you can't say that, Papa. He said, that's arrogant. People think you're, you're over the top. I said, no. I am God's favorite. And you could be too if you actually believed it. I love one of the people in my church. That lady come up and said, I just replaced you as God's number one. I said, well, you can have it for a week, but I'm going back after. No. I, I want you to understand, he's a father that's hooked on you and thinks you're amazing. Yes. Yeah. Those of you that have uh, children, you're hooked on your kids. Yeah. I better not say anything bad about them, right? Yeah. yeah, because they're the best. And that's what our father thinks. So, one other thing. You have access to the father. So, adopted people, they have access, they're affirmed, and then they have... Uh, excuse me, they're accepted, they're affirmed, they have access. I can go to my Father anytime I want. Yes. Hebrews 4.16 says, Come boldly to the throne of grace and get yes. what you need. Alright, so having said all that, what does it mean? Well, several things I think are important. With the coming of the kingdom, we have to have a whole different mindset. Most of us think the world is going to hell in the handbasket. But the Bible says it's getting better every day. The kingdom is getting bigger and bigger and yeah. bigger. Yeah. Remember, it's, it's like a little mustard seed and it spans and covers the whole earth. Yeah. We're on the winning side and we can't afford to be intimidated. Yes. Why? Because the Spirit of the Lord lives in us. Yes. Yeah. He, and, he and I, we win every time, right? 
if our mindset is we're defeated, we're defeated. If our mindset is that the king is in us, we are kings and priests, we're the ones sent to change planet earth, that's a whole different way of being sent. As you're sent, that's what you'll be like. Whatever you think about, that's what will happen. So what I want to encourage you about tonight is you've been given the destiny. I want to read Ephesians 2.10. That's a verse that we often quote. You know, I've been created for good works and I'm his masterpiece. And stuff. I want to take you over to the Passion Translation. I want you to listen closely to Ephesians 2.10 out of the Passion Translation. We become his poetry. A recreated people that will fulfill the destiny he has given each of us. We are in union with Christ. If you don't know anything about union, that's a wonderful word. Take some time and read about it, understand it, dig into it. The anointed one, even before we were born, God planned in advance our destiny and the good works we would do to fulfill it. Yes. What do you think those good works are? Spread the good news. Preach the gospel, Matthew 10 says. Yeah. Heal the sick. Yes. Cast out demons. Cleanse the lepers. Heal anything that's impossible. It was impossible to heal in those days. Yeah. Raise the dead. I haven't raised the dead. I've tried a few times. I'd love to see one before I go to be with the Lord. Yeah, come on. Alright? So it it's just an amazing story. He's put together. And we he said, I'm not ever gonna leave you. I'm gonna put myself called the Holy Spirit in you and you're going to go out and do this stuff. Now isn't that a better story than behaving yourself for the next week? <laughs> you know, if I thought Christianity was all about behaving, I might quit. Yeah. That doesn't excite me much. Yeah. When your mom said stay out of the cookies, where did you go first? As soon as she left the room, you were in the cookies. <laughs> we're all the same. But when the Spirit of the Lord gets in us and begins to work with us, we're transformed into a different kind of people. And so I want tonight to begin, uh, I want to move into a ministry time because the Bible says God will confirm His Word. Mark 16, verse 20. Signs and wonders follow. And I brought a little team along and I got my intern Stephen, uh, hold up your hands, I know you are. Got Samuel, he's our youth pastor. Uh, Justin, I'm not, oh Justin's on the end there. He he helps with facilities and he's a budding theologian. And uh, then we have Hutch over, John Hutchison. And what do you do exactly? <laughs> uh, he works with, uh, he's our transformation pastor. They are a little bit like pit bulls, so I'm trying to contain them for a little while. Um, but we came to pray. Yeah. And we came to see some things happen. And I just want to invite the Spirit to come and begin to minister to us. But I want to do it from the context that we're both kings and priests. I want you to come with a different mindset that just, woe is me, and I hope somebody fixes me. No, we fix each other in the power of the Spirit. We let the good things of God dwell in us and then flow out. Yes. Fair enough? Does that sound good? So the very first thing I want to start with is I want us... Well, I, I'm going to make you all do this. If you want... I, I understand what being a king is. I've tried to live being a king. Boy, it's dangerous up here. You could walk off with this thing. I'm going to report you to OSHA. Um, 
<laughs> I, I love being a king. I've always loved being a king. But I want you to enjoy it. Way, way too many of God's people live way, way too far down the totem pole. And God's calling you up to a higher level. Remember, we're seated in heavenly places with Christ. Don't you feel faith start to rise a little? Like, hey, wait a minute, I'm maybe not... Uh, Back in my day, they used to have these ads in the, pay, in the back of those sports magazines that it was for, if you're a 97-pound weekly, you buy the Charles Atlas system. And it was a little weightlifting system supposed to make you into a real Superman. Well, God's system is faith and the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So if you want to receive a kingly anointing, I want you to stand. And I just want to pray over you. I want to start right there tonight. See, I'm so shocked you young people aren't the first ones up. Are you listening tonight? Or are you playing on your phones? Alright, so Father, in Jesus' name, I just ask you to come and fill every person in here that's standing with a heart to understand what I've said tonight. That we're kings and priests. We are made in your image father we have your anointing your blessing and your ways that we can begin to grow show us what it means show us where we're going how to live this out lord give us a boldness and assurance that we are headed in the right direction lord when the enemy shows up we're not afraid because you live within us when we need to have a word of wisdom word of knowledge healing you're in us lord make us like batteries that are just have sparks flying out. Wherever we go, we're the highly charged one and it leaps onto the goodness of you, leaps onto the person that needs it. Yeah. Father, bring a kingly anointing and a new attitude shift in this house. Mm. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Yes. Amen. Enjoy that.